Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, hey, property magicians, how are you today? So welcome, welcome to episode 126 of the Property Magicians podcast. I know, I know, 126 episodes. This is crazy. So um, if you've just joined, my name is Vanilla Makwakwa. I am hanging out solo today. My co-host, uh, Dr. Miranda. Uh, she's not here today, so I did the podcast on my own with our guest, Zoliso Asimo. So if you've just joined, my name is Vangile Makwakwa, and I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. And you can find me under Vangile Makwakwa on Instagram and on Twitter and LinkedIn. Find me under Wealthy Money on Facebook. So, wow, where do we start? So, let me start by saying that we are sponsored by the Property Magician Stockfile. So, if you don't know what the Property Magician Stockfile is, it's a collective property investing scheme and you can be part of the Stockfile. Our mission is to have 250 million rand or 17 million US dollars worth of income generating assets by the end of 2025. So as a collective, this is what we plan to have and to build generational wealth this way because the property assets that we, that we invest in, we would love to own and have them generating income as well so we are always fundraising for the next deal in august we are looking to raise 1 million rand or 80000 us dollars to be able to invest into property deals but we will tell you guys more about those deals if you are a stockfile member so how do you join the stockfile glad you asked you can go to um huawei if you're with huawei go to petal search iStore or Play Store, right? Download the Stockfella app. In this case, Stockfella is spelled S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A. Again, S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A. Download the Stockfella app. Once you've downloaded the Stockfella app, go to groups and look for Property Magician Stockfile. Again, go to groups and look for Property Magician Stockfile, then join the group. If you are based in, if you are based outside of South Africa, Swaziland, Namibia, and Lesotho, you won't be able to join the stock file because you need a telephone number for for these countries. But worry not, over fifty percent of our members are based outside of these four countries, and you can still join the stock file and be part of this incredible initiative and movement that we've got going right to join if you're outside these four countries go to wealthy-money.com forward slash stockfile again wealthy-money.com forward slash stockfile in this case stockfile is spelled 
S-T-O-K-V-E-L, again, S-T-O-K-V-E-L, download, um, uh, sorry, and then you'll, when you go to the website, you'll be able to see how you can join if you're not based in the four countries that I mentioned earlier. We really would love to have you on board. Once a month in the stock file, we also have someone who comes and teaches some really powerful um, investment um, classes, right? So we've been taught about how to run the numbers, how to build a power team, how to analyze a property, to look at reports so that we know the true market value of a property really really great investment materials so join the stock file and you'll also be doing a whole learn and earn which we're really really powerful about okay that being said let us talk about episode 126 it's a very very interesting episode right um Zoliswa takes uh, Zoliswa is based in Saudi Arabia and she takes us through her property investing journey. And what I love about this is that we're seeing a property investor who is in the process of also learning more about property, figuring herself out, and also building something so powerful for her children. So every Everything that you see, uh, that you hear here, here on the podcast, you can also hear how she's guided by Hawaii, how everything is about her children. And what I'm loving about this podcast is that she came into the property game with the understanding that she has her income, she will be okay, but she wants her children not to start from zero, right? She wants her children to start with a good starting point and for them to not have to worry about the kinds of careers that they starting uh, that they get for them not to always be stressed about money and to do what they love and she decided on property so even as she's building her property portfolio her main concern isn't about how much money she is making but rather how much money will be in the pot in future uh, for her children to be able to benefit from this. So very, very powerful, right? And so we talk a lot about um, her investment journey. She shares everything. I think it's a very, very beautiful podcast as well, right? Because she shares absolutely everything in terms of mindset and emotions and her way of thinking as she was buying each and every property. And we also learned that she found that the Airbnb strategy in the end is such a powerful strategy. So she is thinking of invest of um, turning all her properties or most of her properties into Airbnb. So very, very interesting. I truly did enjoy this podcast. I, I think that there's so much benefit in a podcast where someone is sharing where they currently are, when they're in the middle of the journey and they can still say, oh, this is stuff that I didn't know or I did know this and it didn't seem that important at the time, but now I'm in the process of changing it. I love, love that. Like, I love the authenticity of this podcast. Um, I hope that you guys will love it too and resonate with it because it is so beautifully authentic. So... 
really, really cool podcast. Uh, without further ado, I give you guys Zalisa. Hi, Zalisa. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on board. How are you today? Hi, Ben. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, mm. So good so good to be here <laughs> even though I'm, I'm a bit nervous i've never done anything like this before but uh oh. yeah i'm happy to be here <laughs> i'm so happy you said yes like it was so awesome seeing you in the money magic group and learning about what that you had properties i was like this woman She's been in the Money Magic course, commenting, doing things, and just there. And we had no clue. I am forever grateful for Nombeliso for posting the post and asking people about their property investments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is my secret. It's not something that I am very um openly talking about um i it's something that i don't talk about um yeah <laughs> wow I'm, I'm not comfortable talking about it yeah and now you're in a podcast that gets at least per episode in the first week gets about a thousand one thousand five hundred downloads and that's just on podbean we're not counting itunes <laughs> we're not counting Spotify, so you're gonna get a lot of so like this is a nice way to announce it to the world. Lots of downloads, lots of people hearing about it. Now you're <laughs> making me just... more you're making me more nervous. <laughs> no, please don't be. This is such a chill discussion. But before we get started, can you please tell us who you are? what you do, and how do you define yourself as a soul? Okay. Um, my name is Zoli Singo. I was born and bred in Port Elizabeth, and I studied uh, in Port Elizabeth, and I moved a bit to Johannesburg, I think, for a year or two. And from there, I moved to a small town uh, of Kimberley in the Northern Cape. So this is where I started my family. I am a mother of two, uh, but I am divorced. So I'm raising my kids by myself. And from there, I moved to um, where I am right now. I am working in Saudi Arabia as a medical technologist. And um, yeah. I can't say I'm a businesswoman, <laughs> but I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am, uh, but I, I don't know. Somehow I don't put that title um, on myself. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Every time I see you, you're always like your posts on social media are always like, I'm in this beautiful location, in this beautiful country in this beautiful restaurant like you have the most awesome travel posts you know people are always telling me I have travel good travel posts your travel posts are awesome like I feel like you're always gallivanting somewhere and it's just like these gorgeous gorgeous locations <laughs> 
Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you. Yeah, that's a title that I forgot to mention when I was introducing myself. I am a world traveler. I love traveling. <laughs> yeah. Traveling, yes. Uh, you are a world traveler. <laughs> yes, I am. That is one thing that um, that makes me happy. Um, I think I don't think there's anything else that I love more than traveling. As you said, you've seen in my social media, I've traveled around, and um, yeah, it is. I I can't. It's not just my hobby. It's something that I feel like maybe I'm supposed to be getting paid for. <laughs> for real? <laughs> yeah, I just love traveling. Yes. Oh man, like, yeah. So I love looking through your posts because it gives me ideas of new places, you know, um, because it's always just lovely to see like what other countries are like. I think that as a world traveler, you're always thinking about what is the next travel destination, you know, yes, like that's yes, literally yes. what I'm doing. <laughs> like I'm yes, always like... I have, like, people will tell me about, because Guatemala is right next to Oaxaca City, like Oaxaca province. People are like, have you been to Guatemala, Nicaragua, all these places? So, like, it's like, hadn't considered that, but let me hop on a website and learn about this. So you're always finding new places where people are thinking about maybe the next party. As a world traveler, you're thinking about... What's the next country? What are the countries that like I haven't really explored that seem like they would be great for me? So I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you you'll be surprised. My travel my traveling is actually very spontaneous. I don't plan. You know, I've yes. been a lot of countries, but I don't plan that next time I want to go to this place. I just wake up one day and I'm like. In the next two months, I'm going to this country. And then off That's I go. That's how it is when you're a true traveler. You don't plan. You don't work with plans. You just go. Like, literally, I decided on Mexico like a month before I moved here. I kept thinking about it. So for two months, I was talking about it. And then, like, I was just like, I'm just going to go. I just picked up my life and moved here. But I think that's what makes a traveler. You just yeah. go. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. (laughs) Yeah, and you don't plan, right? You don't look at what is the best city because in the country when you land, people will tell you the cities and places and things that you should go see that won't be on the websites and are often not going to be on the blogs because they are more known to the locals. So when you're like traveling and you've planned everything, you miss so much. Because, that well, awesome. that's what I feel because you go to all the places that have been hyped up and all the tourism destinations, but you're actually not going to, um, you're not going to the uh, off the beaten path places. That so, is true. That is true. Yeah. So I love it. I love that you're a fellow traveler. I've loved your social media. Like I enjoy it. I'm always liking things. It's just, it's beautiful. But 
And I love that we're talking about you being a traveler because where the show is going to go for this podcast is about short-term rentals and Airbnbs. And I'm starting to develop a really crazy theory about how like one's personality starts to also inform the ideal real estate um a strategy for a person, the real estate investment strategy. And it's interesting because I think like Airbnb, hotels, hospitality, all that works very well for world travelers because we literally spend our lives living in these places, right? Yes. So, yeah, but to start off, uh, tell me more, please, about how you got started in real estate. When you got your first property, were you thinking real estate or was it just, I'm buying a property for my family and for myself? And that was just your thinking, not real estate. So how, what was it? Did you already think real estate investment or just property to live? Oh, okay, then. Um, honestly, when I bought my first house, I was still married. So we were buying a home. I just had a baby then. So that was my firstborn. And I wanted so much to have a home for my daughter. I didn't want my daughter to move from one place to another. So um, me and my then husband, we started looking for a place to stay. And then we ended up buying that house. Before that, we were renting houses from here to there. And I just didn't want to do that anymore, especially with the baby. So I told myself that we need to get a home. So that's how I bought my first property. There was no real estate at the back of my mind then because the finances wouldn't even allow us because we even struggled to get that first house, you know. So um, property at the time was not something that I was looking into in terms of investment or anything. I was just buying a home. Mm, mm. oh wow so then what happened like when did the shift happen for you when you were like hmm I think I want to start thinking about real estate and looking at real estate investment walk us through I love to hear how people have mindset shifts obviously you know this you're a money magic student so <laughs> I'm very very fascinated by the mindset and emotional shifts and also the insight when you started thinking I think I want to look into real estate investing what was happening okay <laughs> Um, still, when I bought my second property, I still didn't feel like I'm shifting to I'm shifting to real estate. Um, just one day, okay, as I mentioned that I'm working in Saudi Arabia, and mm. um, property has always been something that I love. Like I love nice houses, looking at beautiful houses. You know, when everybody would be watching the soapies on TV. I never watched those those things. I never watched soapies. Um, I would rather spend my time 
looking into any program that has anything to do with property, with houses, with decorations. I was just addicted to those. And um, when I got my job here in Saudi, of course, I'm working in the hospital. So sometimes you work night shift. If I have nothing to do at night, the only thing that I will be stuck on is property 24 and private property. Nothing wow. else. Even my colleagues, they would just, if they're passing by on my computer, they only see houses. Sometimes, you know, this addiction went to the extent of checking houses in other countries as well. Like I would be, <laughs> I would be <gasps> the houses in the Philippines, houses in, in China, houses in the US. Wow. And at the time, it was just something that was just interesting. I, I didn't even think that um, I want to be in um, property um, space. I was just interested in looking at houses, loving houses. And, Are you serious? Um, you were just... Like, this is just lovely. I'm just content to look. That's so cool. <laughs> I, on, I honestly, Ven, I'm not lying to you. My colleagues used to tease me. You know, one colleague at one point, I remember he passed by. He says, until today, you're still looking at the house. When are you going to buy? And I wasn't buying. I wasn't even thinking about buying. You know, I used to admire those um, beautiful, most beautiful houses. You know, when I'm looking at Property 24, I would be looking at your 3 million, 2 million houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the really beautiful houses. Exactly. <laughs> I'm admiring the architecture, everything, you know. And I didn't even think about property business or anything like that. So um, wow. this one time... This one time I saw um, flats uh, in Port Elizabeth. I'm coming from Port Elizabeth. So I saw that yeah. they were selling flats uh, in, in Central. This is one of the, um, of the places that I used to stay when I was a student. So I was like, oh, the flats are very cheap here. And looking at the amount mm -hmm. and I thought, I can easily buy a flat in, in Central. Oh, wow. I can afford to buy a flat in Central. But then still, I didn't buy. I just kept on looking and looking. And then looking at the prices, I'm like, I can easily buy a flat here. But I, I never bought anything. So this one time, I saw um, a flat that um, was in a place not far from my university. This is a place that I used to admire. I used to pass by a taxi there <laughs> on wow. a daily basis. I would be looking at this flat and say, oh, how I wish I was staying here. I love the flat. So one time I saw one of those flats was on sale. And immediately my heart just stumped. And I was like, I've got an opportunity to stay there now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an opportunity to say that this was my dream so I just oh, wow. to call an agent right there and there I sent an email I sent messages and they responded and immediately I said I want to buy the flat so this is how I bought my second property wow wow that's amazing. So then you bought your second property. How was it in terms of cash flow? Did you did you rent it out? Because this was your dream property. And so did you keep it? Did you hold on to it? Or did you rent it out? 
Okay, because I am where I am, so when I was buying the property, I didn't even plan or know what I was going to do with it. I just wanted to own a property in that estate. So um, luckily, the agent that was assisting me in uh, in the whole buying process, she then um, suggested that she was going to rent it out. For her company can rent it out for me. Oh, mm. by the way, by the way, there was a tenant. Yeah, yeah. There was a tenant in the property at the time and the tenant yeah. was renting with them. So I just took yeah. over the tenant. So they continued with the tenant. Was it positive cash flowing? It was, yes. But I think it was just 1,000 rents extra. Yeah, it was. That's so amazing, considering that you didn't have, you hadn't run the numbers, you bought on emotion. That's amazing. Breaking even in cash and positive cash flowing is incredible. Yes. That's amazing. And and to be honest with you, to me at the time, even if I was not making money from it, I didn't mind. I was just buying property because I wanted to buy it. I was not into business. (laughs) So what shifted? Um, Because now you've you've bought this one property. You've bought the second property. It's a dream property, but... You didn't exactly go through the mental gymnastics of property investing. You bought on emotion and lucked out. So then what changed to, hmm, this is a thing that could become a business. When you bought your third property, where were you in terms of your thinking process? Okay, when I bought my third property, what was my third property again? Let me try to remember. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I to remember. Okay. Um, my third property. Um, I don't know. Somehow, um, my name landed in one of the agencies in Gauteng. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. No, 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 no. That that's later. <laughs> I think the third property is a house that I bought in um Pretoria. Mm. And how I bought this house is because I went through um, a divorce, okay? Yeah. And um, after me and my husband separated and then there was an issue with the home that we had bought uh, together. And, um, of course, you know that through divorce there will be struggles as who's taking the Mm. house, you know, who's leaving. So, but eventually... um, uh, he left the house, then uh, we had to agree on buying him out and all of that, right? But yeah. during that during that period, um, most of our friends, which were my friends and his friends, they were suggesting that why don't you just leave um, Kimberley? Because I'm not from I'm not from Kimberley. I I landed mm-hmm. in Kimberley because of my husband so they were suggesting why don't you try and find yourself a house somewhere else and just leave this place so that you don't have to see him every now and then so at the time Mm. I think because you know when you're going through a divorce there's a lot of anger and issues so like I'm not leaving I'm not going anywhere I'm staying here (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I think um a, two years after that, after the divorce, then I was like, okay, now I am ready to spread my wings 
And then I started looking for a house in Pretoria. Mm. And it didn't even take me long um, to look for a house. I think just for a month or two, I was on Property 24. And I saw a house and I liked the house and I bought the house. So this was my third property. So Mm. I bought the house. Um, Yeah, I bought the house without even seeing the house, but I bought the house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. And yeah, and that was my third property. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and what did you do with that property? Um, Did you rent it out? Did you keep it? Did you turn it into a home? Because now you also had the home in Kimberley. And now you have the home in Pretoria. So did you, um, what did you do with the primary home in Kimberley after you had bought your husband out? So um, I rented the house in Kimberley. So there was um, a guy that was staying there and um, renting the house. So I moved to Pretoria. And then when I moved to Pretoria, um, it didn't make sense to me also to have a house in Pretoria and I'm not staying in South Africa. So I decided to rent the house out as well. So I rented the house, but then the problem came when every time I'm going home for vacation, I would struggle to find a place to stay or have to rent a house, rent a hotel. And also my tenant at the time was um, not taking care of the house. So I decided I just want to have my own space so that when I go home, because I have my two kids, right? Mm, At some point I felt that this is unfair for my kids. They don't have a place that they can call home. It's called home. But when we leave Saudi, we say we're going home for vacation. We don't go home. We go to a hotel. We go to other people's houses. We, I mean, I felt this is just unfair. So I decided yeah. I, don't to, I don't want to rent my house anymore. I want to uh-huh. make it a home so that when we go home for vacation, we can relax at home. Yeah. As a traveler, I resonate with that because, like, I don't have a property that, well, it makes no sense for me because I don't have kids, Right. So, mm. like, obviously, property needs to be rented out. Why would I be keeping it around? So I don't have a space that I'm like, oh, this is my permanent home because I'm just never around. And when I do come, if I'm coming for, like, four months or so, it doesn't make sense to kick out a tenant that is paying long-term just so that I can be there for four months. So I just continue to live at Airbnb. So I completely get it. But there is the upside of that, right? Because then family members know that you've got properties and they're not going to be like, hey, maybe you should think of buying a property. They can see that the lifestyle is not quite (laughs) helping with that journey. So it helps on that kind of emotional level. But I think if you've got kids, this was a very, very good decision to make because I think some decisions you can make as a traveler when you're single and you don't have kids. But once there's kids involved, they need more stability. So I get it. Oh, wow. So 
I'm going to back, uh, backtrack back to the house in Kimberley. So did you do anything to the house or did you just rent it out? Uh, did you, and um, do, was it positive cash flowing as well when you rented it out? When I rented it out the first time, um, how much was I paying for the bond? It was positive cash flow, but now um, that was quite a long time ago. And like mm-hmm. I said, because I was not into it for business, um, mm. I, I never keep track as to I made a profit, I made a loss, I made a profit. I would just see money coming in and also I have to do certain things. I have to pay the rates, the levies, taxes mm. and everything. So I never put my mind into it that it, this is a business. So it was never a ah. business for me. It was more yes. as, it was more like somebody is just taking care of my property. Mm, that's I love that. I love that you said that because I think most people do start in property investing as you know, someone at home said property is a good investment, but mm. the numbers are not being run. So you're buying properties and you're not running the numbers. I love that you spoke about that because you were three properties in and you still went, you were still not seeing it as a business, right? Like even after three properties. Even after three properties, you'll be surprised until now. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that is so, so fascinating. So how did you get to the point where you started seeing real estate as a business? So you're looking at this, you're not thinking in terms of business, you're just happy with the properties that you're buying. How did you start thinking business? Um, honestly, then, um, I can say until now, I still don't see it as business right mm-hmm. um i think i'm buying property for different reasons than anybody else um maybe it's just emotionally connected more than anything because i think the reasoning behind buying my properties uh, mostly is because of my kids right mm. um at the back of my mind, I always feel like um, when I'm buying property, it's just to make sure that my kids have properties when they grow up. They don't have to start mm-hmm. from, from zero like I did. And also, mm-hmm. um, I've always, have this, always had this um, in mind. You know, you've always seen this old grannies, white people, always traveling around the world. And you always ask yourself, <sighs> people get the money <laughs> yes <laughs> so um i've always had this thing that you know what um i want to have a lot of properties so that when i grow old i don't have to struggle financially like our grandmothers do and our mothers mm. i just of like cash flow, money coming in without making any effort. So I think that is also something that is driving me um, into buying properties now. It's not about a business right now. It's not about cash flowing right now. I think it's also one of the reasons why 
I don't really pay attention to the numbers at this point. I know it's not something that should, I should I should not be doing, but I think um, it's just not my priority right now. No, I think it's such a good uh, discussion to be having, right? Because I think that there are some people that are where you are at this point. And I think that why we have this podcast is to show people that they, you get to choose your own property investing journey because you're at a place in your life where you're traveling, you're living the life that most people go into property so that they can have a passive income and more freedom to travel, to see the world, to give their kids different experiences. But you're doing that now. Right. So this is why property doesn't feel like it. your properties need to give you an income instantly. Right. So I get it. Like, I completely understand. I think that everyone gets to enter this investment space from a different point of view because you're saying you're taking a long term view and you're doing this for your kids. So you're willing to. Uh, take some of the losses if they are losses because you can afford it, right? And it's not impacting your investment goals. That's true. (laughs) It might sound strange. It might sound very strange, but I think that's where I am at the moment. Yeah. I get, again, you get to be where you are emotionally, you know, I'm always in favor of honoring a person's journey because there are a lot of emotional reasons as to why we get into property as well, why we start businesses. So there are certain things where you do, even in a business, you take a long-term view and you're saying, for now, this business is going to make me a loss, but in another 10 years, I know I'm going to recoup my investments and I'm going to make good money from this. But all that aside, the most interesting thing that got my attention in the student group was your short-term rentals. How did you get into short-term rentals? Okay. Um, after I bought my property number, what again? We said property number three, right? Yeah. Okay. Shortly after that, um, I think because my name was already in the radar of the agencies, um, you know, Property 24, mm. once you put your name down for some unknown reasons, they're going to keep on sending you adverts and everything, right? So yeah. um, I got this one email before that um, said there was um, a development somewhere there in Pretoria. And I look at the flats and I just like, I felt like I just want to buy. (laughs) So um, I bought, I bought two um, units from that development. And Mm -hmm. shortly after that, the same year, there was another email and then there was another development. And then I bought another development and these Two um, last ones were very close to my house. We are just divided by a wall. So Mm. I felt like, okay, let me just buy two more. So as I said to you that um, at the back of my mind, I'm doing everything for my kids. So I said, if I buy two uh, flats in this complex, at least both of my kids, we can have a flat each. So they don't have to start from zero. Mm. It's to 
start working for a call center somewhere, at least they don't have to yeah. feel like that age, you know. So, and you can make your choices, right? So when, because I think for a lot of young black kids, you have such a desire for different things, right? You may want to do a gap year. You may want to go see if the travel lifestyle is for you, travel the world, and then like maybe get into a particular career. But when money is an issue, you don't like you forced to make certain career decisions because so cool. of financial reasons. That right. So, so yes. I get what you're talking about. You want to give your children the freedom. So you even just say like, if they want to work in a call center, they can do that. They don't have to pay rent. So they can do anything. They can go be artists and do anything. Right. And it doesn't have to be about the, they not have, they don't have to be limited by the finances. You're giving them an opportunity to do what resonates with their hearts as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, from there, um, I think I didn't buy property for the next two years following that. I didn't buy anything. Yeah. I'm going to no. just hold on and ask you to backtrack for us a little bit. So okay. what did you do with the, with the two units that you bought from, uh, with the four units? Because now you had these four units. Did you turn those into Airbnb or did you rent them out? No, those I just rented them out. Um, but unfortunately, okay. unfortunately, where they are, you cannot increase the rental uh, 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 above the, like the, what do you call the market rate or what do you call it? So um, the rental that I'm getting is just enough to pay the bond, to pay the levies, to pay everything. So I am not making anything extra from that. But you're breaking even. Yeah. That's good. You're not having to pay out of pocket to sustain the properties. Yeah, but sometimes I do have to, you know, um, I think especially during this period of COVID and I think in two of my units, I didn't have a tenant for almost a year, I think. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that's a um, lot of money to lose. It is a lot of money to lose. But like I said, it depends um, and what is it that you want in life? I don't mm. really look into it as it is a loss, but then because my living income does not come from my properties, so I still move on, I still continue to live. So I don't look at it as this is the end of yeah. the world. So if I can't, I can't. If mm. I can't, yeah. If I if I can't have a tenant, I don't have a tenant. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. At least the only <sighs> thing that I'm I'm grateful for is if I don't have a tenant, I can still pay the bond. You know. Gone. I love that you're saying that these things, right? Like I love it because. You're investing so much. You're so very, very clear on your why. And I think also why you don't mind this, I'm realizing, is because you never intended to make money from these properties. They are for your kids. In your mind, yes. 
your kids are the ones that are going to make money from this, which is so, so powerful because your why then informs your strategy and what it is that you're doing. Ooh, love it. So then two years later, you bought a property, you bought more property. Yes. And then after buying those four properties, um, I said I didn't buy anything until another two years later. Um, Okay, this one I bought, it was supposed to be a deal that I went to with my my cousin brother. Um, mm-hmm. I saw, as as I told you, that I'm always on property 24. So I saw that in Port Elizabeth, there was um, land that uh, they were selling at a cheaper price. But then when I look at it, I felt that it was big enough that I can go in with my brother. We can do whatever we want to do. So we can just talk about it. I know that he's not into property, but... I heard that he wanted to buy himself a house in the suburbs or to build himself a house. So I said, this is a good opportunity, at least for him. He doesn't have to pay so much alone. So we can pay together. Mm. Then we can um, divide the land because it was about 830 square meters. So I figured what we can do, we can share it and divide it into 400 square meters each, 415 square meters each. So Mm. um, we agreed on this deal together. So we negotiated um, with, uh, with, uh, we didn't negotiate, of course, we, we put the deposit down. So I put the share, my share first as a deposit. And then he was supposed to um, add his share, you know, but Mm. I think, Somehow um, he chickened out and then he he didn't want to be part of the deal anymore. Uh, He said he was scared to to lose all his money because we're supposed to buy this cash, right? So he he had the money, but he just wasn't ready to to part with it, you know? So Mm. he said, no, no, I don't want to get into this deal anymore. My money, I don't want to lose my money. So I said, okay, no problem. Now uh, the the challenge was that I didn't have cash to continue with the deal. So this is something else that um, I think is very important for people to know then is that you can negotiate with the seller. You know, um, I then started to negotiate yes. with my agent to, nego- to talk to the seller that I don't have money. And my brother pulled out and I still want to continue to buy this land, but I don't have money. So how much time can he give me? You know, then uh, the agent came back yeah. and he said, um, the, the owner says, no, he needs the money. And, and 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 all the stories. So I said to the agent, okay, listen, he already has about 100 and he had about 180,000 with him already. So it was just the half yeah. that was So I said, he has a choice. He, I can just take my money and then he will have to start from the beginning to sell or he can just yeah. wait another three months or four months for me. Yeah. So then the, the agent went back to him and then 
eventually he agreed because the money was already in, you know, so he didn't want to lose mm-hmm. the money, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, then he drafted a contract that I have to pay the money within three months. I agreed yes. on this. And I paid the money, I think, in four and a half months. Oh, wow. That is awesome. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So I I wanted, this actually brings me to a question that I'm also, um, that I'm sure some people listening also have this question. Are you buying your properties cash or are you taking out a mortgage and refinancing the properties? How are you doing? How are you investing in your properties? Okay, um, I am not buying my properties cash. I have a few that I bought cash, but I'm not buying all my properties cash. I am mm. taking, I'm taking a bond, but because of the amount of the deposit that I put down, hence um, I'm able to get all these bonds. Okay, because you put down a big, a large deposit. Usually, yes. how big is your deposit? Um. Some it's about 50% and some it's like 30-40%. Mm, that is quite a big deposit. Yeah. And it is quite smart as well. Yes. Okay. Okay. So yes. now you buy you bought these uh so then when you uh negotiated with the seller, you paid off the amount the hundred the extra hundred and eighty thousand in four months did he allow you to pay it in installments or did he say did you just wait for four months four and a half months and then just give him the full amount no i paid it in installments so each and every month and i would give what i had yes oh that's actually a very lovely experience i think it's actually quite perfect and and actually then um this is not the first time i was doing that um with my third property the bigger house that i bought in uh, pretoria i actually went through the same even then um i also had a very good agent at the time good agent and a good seller because those people were very patient with me you know mm-hmm. i had put down quite a very good deposit um with yes. the bank but then when it came to uh, the transfer costs, the transfer fees, because they were just huge, I didn't have yeah. all, that, all that money at the time. So um, the, the seller or the agent and the seller, they were patient and they gave me time to come around with the money. I think they waited for me for about three months as well and they waited for me and the reason for the seller he told me the reason later on you know um after Mm. everything was done he said the time because i bought the house without seeing the house right so when everything was in process i went and i saw the house so the guy was in the house at the time the house was empty because he had moved out with his wife and he saw my kids mm. run the house and they were so happy laughing and what and all oh. of that. The reason why he was very patient with me is because he saw how happy my children were when we went to view oh. the house. <laughs> so 
So oh he said, my gosh. He said, so emotional buyer, emotional seller. Love it. Exactly. Like <laughs> you're attracting your people. I always say this, you attract your tribe, right? Yes. So because yep. you're approaching property investing in this way, you're attracting people, like you're attracting sellers and a tribe that's similar to you as well. This is yeah. awesome. So from that um, experience, it taught me that you can negotiate with the seller. Mm, I love, love this. What a beautiful lesson. Yeah. So then what did you do with this land? So now you have land that you were planning for 400 square meters. Now you end up buying 800 square meters of land. What did you do with it? It's still standing there. <laughs> no. Are you serious? <laughs> I am serious, Ben. The land is still standing there. I went a couple of times to go and view the land, to see the land because I don't know it. I bought it without seeing it. It's my brother who went and viewed the land before we got into the contract of buying the land. But then when he pulled out, um, and then when I went home for vacation, he wasn't there. He was in East London. And the agent that sold me the land moved to Cape Town. So I had nobody to show me the land. I went there twice already, but I just couldn't see where my land is. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> so have you seen the land now? No, I was home just a few months ago. I still did not. I saw where the land is, but I just don't know where it starts and where it ends because there's quite, I think, an, um, about three more plots in that area. So I don't know which one is like exactly which one is mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So like, I feel like, wow, this is, uh, this is wild. This is, this is a one interesting uh, property podcast. We have never had something <laughs> like this before <laughs> on this podcast. So, okay, this is very, very fascinating. So, I Let get that you. about it because you're you not in point. South Africa, so yes. it makes sense. Yeah. Yes. And let me tell you what the plan is now for the land, because I've seen quite a lot of developers, they are buying the exact um, size of land. So what they do, they go to the municipality and they ask for the land to be divided. So they share the um mm. to a and b so if like for instance my stand is number 47 so the house yeah. the two houses will be 47 a and 47 b which is what i was yeah. trying to do with my brother so but yeah. now because uh the land is mine alone so i still need to have funds to build those two houses in the in that land so that I can sell them because I've seen that the people who are doing this, they are selling the houses that they are building. If you go to property 24 and see the mm. same size land divided into two, they build two houses on each land and they sell the houses that they were at about 1.5 million each. 
So wow, very very nice. So I just so this I just, land just that you bought for three hundred eighty thousand, but there's still some building costs. But yes, I don't think that building cost. will be that expensive. Have you no, looked into how much go how much it costs to build so that it makes it profitable to sell each of the houses at one point five million? I haven't looked at it as yet because. I, I I'm not even ready to build as yet because I don't have the money to build. Not unless somebody can come and say, I'm willing to invest and let's look into this, then we can do it together. Because the other plan that I had was maybe I can mm. even in the other land build uh two flats or two houses. Yes. Store, then you can rent them out, something like that. Um, but because I don't have the funds to do that right now, so I'm not even bothering myself about it. If somebody out there yeah. wants to invest, we can get into business together and do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely chat. I may not be the one to do it with you because as you can see, like I'm always busy with like a bunch of other things um in my world but i may actually have someone that i could connect you to who is actually about the numbers and a property investor let me check with her cuz she's also done business in pe she's now in cape town i'm going to check with her if she is willing to uh maybe come on this deal with you she may be interested And sure. you know someone listening on this may be interested as well but <laughs> I love that you already have the land and you're looking for property developers actually I may have two people for you so let me talk to them this afternoon and and get back to you like I sure. actually think that one of these like at least one of them are going to want to partner with you on this and they are numbers people cuz I think what you need especially for some of your deals is someone who's interested in running the numbers looking at how to make the deals profitable and then running with that to set up everything cuz i hear what you're saying zolisa right about your why and everything but what if there's another way that you can take this like if you turn formalized business that you can grow the portfolio so much quicker so say in 5 years instead of just having like 10 or 15 properties or even like a 20 properties you can end up with like 40 or 50 properties and it's completely formalized and you have all this in a trust that then starts to build generational wealth so much quicker for your children right so that's also something to consider so yeah i think that just partnering with some of these people that are thinking like that on this land it just having those conversations will spark different ideas for you as well again every investor is different they do things that work for them their spirit and their soul but there's no reason why you can't find a way to formalize the business and do everything in a particular manner put the properties in a trust do everything and run it as a business and still have everything and still run the business in a way that resonates and works with your soul right 
So just something to also have a conversation about. And, you know, I'm always at the other end. So, and you have the (laughs) Money Magic student group. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or you need to ask, so many Money Magic students are investing in property and they'd be willing to help. So just something to consider because like you've got so many incredible properties and I'm loving your way of thinking. I'm definitely going to connect, uh, see which of these two investors are interested. And if I can then refer them to you and they can help with this land. So Thank then you. you've got this land. Oh, no, it's such a pleasure. I mean, hello, there are people. And one of them is a Money Magic student. So mm-hmm. if they come on board, I know that it's going to make you feel very comfortable, right? All right. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, from there. And then what was the next property that I bought? Okay, so um, uh, like I said, I, I can't remember how I saw this one. I think it was advertised on um, 702. There was an advert about this new development in Pretoria again. So yeah. I, looked, I looked into it and I fell in love with the place and I decided to buy another unit there. So this yeah. is now the unit that you saw that I'm running an Airbnb on, okay? Yes. Yes. Ah, and how did that come about? So you get this, you see this unit and then you get it. And then did you just decide, I'm going to do an Airbnb on this? Yes, this one from the beginning. Okay, um, let ah. me just, let me, let me backtrack then. The unit that I bought in PE, I said to you, I bought it with a tenant, right? So over yes. the years, over the years um, the tenant moved out and then I decided to do an Airbnb. So I started my Airbnb journey on that unit or in that unit. Um, in which unit? The one? Uh, my very first unit that I bought in PE. In Kimberley? No, oh, in PE. Yes. Oh, wow. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. So how did that go with that Airbnb journey? Um, it was quite good because the place was not far from the beach. And um, I think it was doing well until COVID. <laughs> It was doing very well until COVID. And because the person who was taking care of the unit was my mother. So she's an elder person. I didn't want her to be exposed to COVID at the time. So what I did, I closed down the business immediately um, when COVID started. Ah, okay. And is it now up and running again now that COVID has alleviated a bit? So after COVID um, stopped, I then had something else in mind. So I decided <laughs> to, <laughs> okay, okay. Well, after COVID, I then, okay, I think before COVID, or was it before COVID? I then opened the one, yes, before COVID, I opened the one in uh, at the Blight, right? Yeah, I'm back. I just said I lost you there. I don't know if it was on my side or your side. So, guys, we're having a very interesting life right now. Like, 
I'm in Mexico and the power is out. So I'm sitting on my balcony to get maximum data to be <laughs> data coverage to be able to continue with the interview. Good times. <laughs> so I'm just going to ask you to repeat that. So like you're saying, then COVID happened and what happened? You turned the unit into an Airbnb, but then COVID happened, the first unit. And then what did you do with, uh, with it after COVID? So um, after COVID, um, I started the business again, okay, but it went on, but a bit slow. And because I said it was my mom, it was my mother who was taking care of the business, I felt it was becoming too much for her because she's a bit older and it wasn't going Mm. to make uh, much of a financial sense for me to then hire somebody who was going to run the business for me because I was going to have to pay the person and it was just going to be very difficult for me. I felt like that. So I agreed with my mother that we're just going to close down the business and then we're just going to rent the unit out just for Mm. her sake and for the fact that it was going to be too much for me um, to stretch myself to run that business as well because I was already hands-on with my business in Pretoria because I had wow. that Airbnb there as well. So that one was like keeping me very busy. Ah, and how's that business going? Uh, doing? It seems like it's doing really well. I've seen the pictures. It's looking so, so good. Congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you so much, Van. It is doing very well. I don't want to lie to you. It is, it is doing very well. <laughs> it is doing yeah. very well. You but can then see, again, though, on Airbnb, like when a property is doing well. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said again, that um, I am running a business, but then again, my priority is not really the numbers. My priority mm. is the property itself. So, yes. um it is doing well than I expected. So, so much mm. that it covers all the other ones that I feel like they're not doing well. But because of this one, wow. I'm quite, I'm quite happy where I am right now. Wow. Wow. That is incredible. Uh, you're really selling Airbnb to us here because of what you just said, that it's doing so well that it's even covering the other properties that are underperforming. That is really, really beautiful. So after that, did you buy any other properties? Okay, after that, I didn't buy any more properties, but then I decided to turn my house in Kimberley into an Airbnb. So that is a project that Mm. I just finished when I was home um, in my last, during my last vacation. Yeah. And how did, how's that property doing in Kimberley, the Airbnb in Kimberley? I must say it also looked really gorgeous. You've done a really, really great job of designing, decorating, like these properties look stellar. Like I loved what I saw. So how's that property doing? (laughs) It's doing very well. (laughs) It's doing very well. Airbnb. (laughs) Yeah, but because it's still new, so um, I'm hoping it's going to do even much better 
maybe in the next coming few months, but it is doing well. I am happy where I am. Like yeah. I said, I'm happy where I am. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for the compliment for um, the, the decor. You know, the unit that is in Pretoria, I did all the decorations by myself from a distance. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, of course. I told you I, How? Bought, I bought the unit without the seeing distance. I finished it uh, from a distance. I started running the business from a distance. Oh, my gosh. I Incredible that you from a distance. Did you just out of interest, did you to go buy the furniture, to decorate it, to put it in place? Because you were hands-on with, with choosing the furniture, right? I, and then I, I was doing everything by myself. Um, I was buying things. I was buying things online. I would just send my friend to go um, and pick up where I they cannot be delivered. Everything. So it's my friend who helped me to put a table here. I was just telling I want the table here. I want the chair here. I want this one here, and she helped me. <laughs> wow. Okay, you're inspiring me. You're inspiring me to move forward with. Uh, with what I'm wanting to do in Cape Town because I'm going home in November for four months and I was just like, I don't want to spend as much on Airbnb because I spent so much on Airbnb last year um, for a year in South Africa and in Cape Town, especially in Cape Town during the high season that I'm just like, mm, it just would have made sense. The money that I spent for high season when I was in Cape Town could have paid for six months worth of rent in a really beautiful area in gardens or a beautiful apartment in gardens. So now it's like, cause I've been looking at the rent. I was like, wow. When I was in Bloberg, I was like, if I paid, if I taken this money and for like four months, so it's getting me to really, really think. And so this is such a good idea. Like, this is so good to hear that you did this from a distance. Yeah. So, okay. So I feel like we've really gotten so much from this episode. I am really, really fascinated to see how your journey as an investor goes, especially as you start learning more about turning uh, how turning the, your properties into a business and looking at them as a business will really help you expand and grow radically. I can see how having these assets is so powerful because you already have a base, but I like how structuring everything into a business, setting up trust, like literally having trust fund babies now, you know, turning <laughs> your children into trust and it's going to be like a whole different ball game and a game changer for you. So super excited. Um, I think that we're ready to move on to the next segment of the show. So thank you so much for being on the first part, on the first segment. So Lisa, let's move on to the next segment. Okay. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Hey, 
Property Magicians, so welcome to the journey to Magical Feedback. This is the part of the show where we share our three feedbacks on the, on the interview that we've just had. So, hmm, this was a very, very interesting interview for me. So, my first takeaway, right, um, and I think that maybe everyone has this takeaway as well, is just the importance of knowing your why knowing why you are building this business and understanding what it is that you want to achieve with your property portfolio. So I really, really loved how Zoliswa is just so clear, you know, she's like, this is for my children. This is why I am doing it. I want my children to benefit from this, right? So even when times were tough, she was willing to pay for the bond uh, during COVID, the bonds for the two properties. Genuinely, genuinely love that, right? So really just um, looking and understanding your why, for me, is one of the most important feedbacks. And it actually is making me really think about understanding why it is that I want to build my property portfolio, going back to that and also reevaluating it. So one of the things that I will say is that your why gets to change. So just because you started your property portfolio um, with, with a why at the beginning that was completely different, you are constantly evolving as a person. So every single year or every single quarter every single two years you get to re-evaluate your why right i teach this with um entrepreneurs in the money magic course you get to re-evaluate your why you get to re-evaluate what is inspiring you what is moving you in your business and maybe it changes maybe what in the second year or the third year of doing a property investing portfolio, your why has completely shifted from a year ago, you know, and that is okay. It doesn't get to be stagnant or maybe your why changes, but how you want to fulfill uh, or maybe your why stays the same, but how the strategy that you want to use to fulfill this why is something completely different right so i really really love that um understanding your why my second takeaway right is about the fact that zoliswa is open to collaboration she got this land in pe and then she's been like you know what i actually um actually i think my entire takeaway is the whole process of getting the land in pe and her thinking process at the moment with that right so the first thing that you get to negotiate with the seller so a deal doesn't always go ahead perfectly right property deals fall apart property deals change in the middle of a negotiation uh money gets held up uh, people pull out of deals. So I really, really like that she spoke about that, right? But I also love that she went ahead and that she negotiated. And I think one of the things that I keep learning from Mizo is that you get to negotiate everything. So people that are hearing this podcast for the first time, Mizo is Dr. Miranda. She's my co-host on this show, right? So you get to negotiate everything, everything 
right so when the deal is falling apart all you can do is ask so ask for an extension ask for different payment plans so she went from i'm gonna pay everything all at once to can uh now you've got 50 percent of the money do you mind having me pay this off over for uh, the remainder of over four and a half months and then it became an installment sale so you get to ask you get to negotiate don't be scared to do that so that was uh the one takeaway from that and then the other takeaway from that deal which is also my still my second takeaway is that so you don't have the money right but you've got the land and someone else has the money to build so you don't have the money to build instantly you can always collaborate you can always partner with people so there is such a power in partnering with other people right so go ahead and ask for partnerships and i really really hope that like the people i introduced Zoliswa to um or i have a conversation with later are able to also come on board or help or give suggestions or actually partner and collaborate with her right again things happen you get to pivot in the middle of the process. I think that most of us tend to get stuck when things don't go according to plan. But what I loved about the PE land deal is that you get to see how someone gets to pivot in real time in this in a particular moment right so as everything is happening you get to pivot and you get to find creative ways of doing things um another things i love uh, another thing i love to teach my clients which <laughs> which is alisa is right one of the things that i love to teach my clients is that it's about giving yourself permission to constantly pivot so that's one thing but it is also about uh, the most important thing is actually not about how much money you have. It's about your creativity. You've got an endless resource of creativity within you. So most people always think, oh my gosh, I've run out of money. It's the end of the road. But actually, it's about how creative you can be in that moment right so as all this is going on that your anxiety doesn't overwhelm you because anxiety gets us into fight flight free uh fight flight or freeze mode right and so most of us and also fawning mode there's a there's other trauma responses but these are the most common right so again if we can regulate our nervous systems and just be calm we can we're able to tap into creativity it is truly and honestly never about the money and i hope you guys were able to see that from that example as well this is why i am loving um, that particular process of the pe land deal and my final takeaway is just airbnb wow fam short-term rentals are a thing <laughs> let's just let's just um acknowledge that it's just such a powerful strategy right where i love how zoliswa said how zoliswa said um her airbnbs her airbnbs 
are now covering the expenses for all the other um, uh, properties and she feels and part of why she also feels calm is she feels like it doesn't matter what happened in the past but airbnb is now starting to cover even all those past expenses uh, and losses and make up for it so just a very very interesting strategy and that kind of got me excited because um we're moving more into that strategy as the property magicians podcast between Mizo and i we've also brought someone onto the team uh we'll be working more with them around uh the strategy but obviously because it's us it's got like its own little tinge of innovation and excited and excitement so it's think of it as airbnb meets business meets community it's just super exciting for us but just really really um my takeaway from that apart from it being just uh, the power of the short-term rental strategy and airbnb strategy is also just um how like you will find you will find the strategy that works for you right as Zoliswa goes uh, has been going through the her real estate journey she's had her own process and she really really found the strategy that works for her and a strategy that is exciting her and it also happens to be a very powerfully profitable strategy talk to people that invest in student accommodation they swear by that strategy it's a strategy it's their core strategy it works for them so my takeaway is the Airbnb strategy, but even more than that is that um, you will evolve as a real estate investor. You will have your own unique and beautiful experiences and things will start to shift from there. So thank you so much, guys. Let's move on to the next segment of the show. Now on to the journey to magical expansion where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Okay, so Zalisa, tell me, what is the book that changed your life? Mm, I've got quite a few. <laughs> um, the first one is the common rich dead, poor dead by Robert Kiyosaki. And the next one is The Secret. And the, ah. and the third one is Yesterday I Cried by Ian La. So all these three books, they've got um, different um, impact in my life, different stages in my life, you know, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we've had Ian La come up quite a few times, Rich Dad, Poor Dad come up a few times. But the secret has actually never come up before. <laughs> so this is awesome. This is a very yeah. interesting book. I think everyone should read the book. This book makes you do wonders. It makes you see the impossible. You know, you just, it teaches you how to use your positive thinking into achieving anything that you, you wish for, you know? Mm, yeah. Wow. I love it. Absolutely love that. So I know already, I think we all can guess what keeps you inspired, but do tell us what keeps you inspired. <laughs> of course, it's my children. <laughs> if my children oh. 
when um i think the um the other thing that keeps me inspired is seeing myself doing things that i would normally think that they are impossible mm. you know so that that gives me the drive behind that even if i see something that looks like an obstacle i push myself to make sure that i'm going to achieve it i'm going to do this i'm going to do that so that mm. alone inspired yeah i know i think that everyone listening to this like a lot of parents listening to this can resonate with you wanting to do better for your children and being inspired by your children right it's so so beautiful i love it cuz one day they're going to be listening to this podcast so they're just going to look at all the investments and properties that they own and they're going to be so grateful that you did this and you had the foresight to set all these things up for them it's beautiful thank you what do you wish you had known or done before embarking on your property investment journey okay i'd say the first thing that i think i wish i had known was to um this something that i'm battling with right now that i wouldn't have bought all my properties under my name you know um mm. on i i decided to open up a business but now transferring all these properties under a business is very costly so mm. that is just one thing that i wish i had known but actually i think it's just ignorance because i think mm. while i was on already on my third property or fourth property Uh, this information i already knew but i just kept on buying because it was easier to just buy in my name you know so mm. yeah it's something that i um, i think it's just everybody's um battling with because most of us we just buy our properties in our name it's just exciting to say i have my properties under my name but somehow <laughs> the implications of this in a long run um they just uh yeah way too much you know because look at me now i've got about 9 or 10 properties yeah, uh, way too much now if i were to transfer all of these can you imagine how much that is going to cost me so sure. well the other option is um we guys were just talking a little bit with uh Zolisa offline that she like getting everything into a trust and everything the importance of that and formalizing the business is to also look at one of the things to make it less costly is you could look at the properties once you start thinking about it in terms of a business which of the ones that are not doing so well and no longer make sense with the strategy that you have in mind then you can sell those to buy properties that are more in alignment and also more uh profitable but that are that you now buy under the business so it's not so if you're selling four properties you you're going to sell and buy four property you're going to buy four properties again but you're going to buy one uh more in alignment with the way you want to go and they under the business so that you don't have to pay all these transfer costs right and you're actually now looking at the numbers so that's a thing to consider yes i already had a conversation with um somebody um 
who like brought this information to me. So I am looking into um, getting rid of the other two. If you remember, I said there was um, a year that I bought four units in yeah. one year. So I think yes. two of the other units in the other complex, I can easily sacrifice those, even though the yes. other are not willing to sacrifice them now. But those two I can yeah. sacrifice now um, just to make sure that I am growing uh, my business. Yes. So then like some of that money also can be used to paying the transfer costs for the other properties that you are not willing to sacrifice yet. Yes. And transferring them into the business. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's many ways to do this, right? So I'm so, so excited that you spoke about that and wanting to do things in, um, rather not under your name anymore. Because, like, there's just so much benefit to getting the structures in place, getting structures properly and in place from the get-go. It's really, really a good benefit. So what else do you still uh, need to learn in property? Um, I think I've got quite a lot to learn, Vin. Like I said, the only thing that um, um, I was just fortunate enough to be able to buy all the properties that I have but I still need to have information. But unfortunately, information is not something that you can buy. Come on, information. You can hire someone with powerful information, right? Like I'm going to send you some podcast episodes that I think are going to be so beneficial to you. Especially, especially around the structuring. I think that you'll benefit from that. So there is information and it's also just about knowing people that have that information and they can impart it to you or hiring people on your team that, have, that are more informed than you are. That will make the biggest difference. I guess you are right. It's just that maybe everybody that is around me, it's not, um, they're not really interested in uh, this kind of business, property business. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. But Liesl and I are, and you've got access to us, especially in the Money Magic Student Group and tons of other Money Magic students. So you can start posting your questions in there. Um, like Van, like I said, it's not, it's not like I'm into business trying to make millions of money. Maybe if I was into that space already, then I would yeah. post asking questions and asking that I am not, you know, I'm not doing that because it's not really my focus right now. And like okay, I said, I, I have my Airbnbs that are making quite a decent amount for me at the moment and they're uh, keeping me very busy. I'm running my business yeah. on my own. I don't have anybody who's uh, running the business mm. for me. I only have the ladies yeah. that are cleaning the, 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 the units and it's me who's wow. running all. Yes, I'm doing all the administration. Myself. So you're doing the Airbnbs on your own? I am doing them my on my own. I, I, I just informed the lady that will have a uh, check-in today at this time. We have a check-out today at this time. Wow. So I'm running everything on my own. The calendar is just on my own. 
<laughs> I don't have anybody around. That is intense. Yes, it is. That is so intense. It is, okay. but it's, it's just fulfilling in a way because I'm doing something yeah. that I I'm doing something that I'm passionate about. So I love no, it. I love I the completely Airbnb, get it. Airbnb space. I love it. If I could turn all my property <laughs> into Airbnb, I would do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm telling you, people that are travelers, like short-term rentals, that's a thing, that's a space that automatically speaks to us, you know? I get yeah. it. Like I feel like because it it merges our love of property. You know, mm. so I understand. I absolutely get it. Wow. Okay. So, um, do you want us? I didn't catch what you said. What else do you still think you need to learn in property? Is it more about the structures, formalization, and not to be so emotionally attached to my properties? Mm. Ooh. Because- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I get it. I am so emotionally attached to my properties, even though I see that, you know, there is nothing positive coming out of this property, but I just I just want to hang on to it. Um I just wish one day I can wake up and say, okay, this is not making any financial sense for me. Let me just get rid of it, you know, but I just yeah. don't know. Maybe I'm, a, I'm just a hoarder. Instead of getting rid of the heavy weight, I am just adding and adding and adding, you know? <laughs> you know what? Um, I just want to say everything is a process. This is why, like, I'm not going to say, oh, you should do this. You should do that. You should do that. Because I feel like everyone has their own process. And through this process, you're also learning who you are as an investor. You're learning what you want. So some, and everyone's process is different. So hopefully the process is quicker, right? And I think that as time goes on and you start interacting with more people, you start doing, um, you start listening to more podcasts and you start having more people in your circles that are definitely into property. It will speed up the process. I promise you it will. (laughs) But for now, where you are, and it's okay. I haven't lost hope though because you know when I look at it now look at how I am turning my properties now into Airbnbs so yeah. it is in a way I feel it's closing that gap all those loss losses yeah. that I've encountered in the past few years I think with these uh, Airbnbs I am making such a huge 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 um um what you call cover up if i can say because everything yeah. that i'm getting right now is like wow you know wow. i feel like yeah i feel like it is um what you call consolation for everything that i've been through <laughs> all the losses that i've been through because right now my airbnbs are really doing so well okay like you know what you're about to 
like you're about to make me change my mind on my strategy of things that I am working on and busy with right now here in Mexico. You're about to make me make a whole different decision that I was delaying for a few months for something else to buy a piece of land that I wasn't planning to buy because I'm busy working on another piece of land. But now I'm like listening to you. I'm like, you know what, like, I really, really should think about this. So thank you for that. You know, I feel like we've gotten some beautiful gems from this podcast. I'm loving it. So what resource do you want to share? You can share um, for someone starting out in property. Maybe one of the things that I'm thinking of is because we're talking about Airbnb. And I don't, I think that all that time that you were spending scrolling through properties, looking at gorgeous places, this is what makes your Airbnb so successful because apart and also the fact that you're a traveler, right? So what resources, what shows can you suggest to people, YouTube channels even? So you just have to give us one that is your favorite that people can go look at um, to get ideas that you would recommend. Um, okay. There is um, a show on Netflix that is called um, Stay Here. So mm. the, the, the show is about, it's more like, they're not calling it Airbnbs though. I think it's just short-term rentals they're calling it. Um, what happens is they go and renovate the, um, the, the Airbnbs to make it more attractive and stuff. So from that show, you get a lot of ideas, especially for those people who want to be on Airbnb space, you learn a lot from that because they do just about everything, including the numbers, the numbers that I'm ignorant of. They are doing the numbers there and making sure that everything makes financial sense and the decor and everything, you know. So yeah. I would suggest that everybody who is interested in getting into the space of Airbnb to go and watch this show, it stay here in Netflix. And also, oh, it's so good. I watched like nine episodes in like <laughs> two days. I was like, I want more. It's, <laughs> it's very, so good. Very good. Yeah, it's very good. And also on YouTube, there is a guy, um, his name is Sean Rakitsich. Uh, Sean in his spelling is S E A N. And the surname, I think, is Rakitzach, R-A-K-I-T-Z, something, something. I can't, I can't. What's his name? Sean, S-E-A-N. Okay, Sean. And the surname is R-A-K-I-T-Z, I something, something. So he's... He's on YouTube and he's all about Airbnb. The guy is very good. And I'm following him also on Facebook. He has a Facebook page called um, Airbnb Automated. Ah, he's got a uh, show called Airbnb Automated. It's a Facebook page, actually. It's it's not a show. Ah. It's a, a Facebook page, yeah. So as his name, Sean Rakatsi, you can get him on youtube and then on facebook you get him as um airbnb automated is the same guy mm. so you can learn a lot from him regarding the airbnb space mm. thank you for that i'm already i've already written it down because once i go on the facebook page airbnb automated i'll get his name and then get on his youtube channel 
Because, wow, this is so powerful. You've given us a great resource. Thank you. So, Zonisa, why did you say yes? I just, you know, <laughs> hopped into your inbox. I feel like I never, ever give uh, Money Magic students options, though. Like other people, yeah, they get to have their vows of invisibility. <laughs> but for you guys, it's always just like, this is what you have to do now. <laughs> So, but why did you say yes? And what was your intention for coming on here? And if you say you want to partner with people, you want to grow your network, it can be anything. Okay. The reason why I said yes is because it's you, Ven. How can I say no? (laughs) 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 And, um, And you know what? I think because... Um, to be honest with you, nobody knows I own these properties. Nobody mm. knows, including my family, uh, my sisters, um, just one of my sisters know. Um, not everybody, my closest friends, they don't know I own properties. So um, I think in your courses, you are also teaching us that, you know, we mustn't always be in a shell trying to hide who we are. So I guess this was a way Mm. for me to say, let me step up and own myself. And, you know, I know that I'm not comfortable talking about, Mm. you know, I'm not comfortable talking about, for me, it's always, it comes across like, if I start talking about my properties, it's like, I am boastful or that kind of thing. So I try not to Mm. even mention properties, you know. So um, mm. you asking me to 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 be in this interview, I felt like maybe it's just about time for me to start owning myself and be who I am. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I didn't come here trying to see if I can get investors and get um, anything. But like you said, um, if you have somebody that is interested in to getting into business with me with the land that I have in PE, um, that is a plus. But yeah, <laughs> um, I didn't come for, yeah. I didn't come to like make business or to be out there to, to be known. I just came because I felt let me come out of my shell and start talking and accepting who I am. I am very shy talking about this. I can talk about anything and everything. I don't talk about my properties. (laughs) And look, we've been talking for a while, hey? You were like, oh, what if my answers are short? I was like, no, we'll be good. Like, I love talking. We will talk. (laughs) (laughs) So, So I love that. So, Zaliswa, I'm sure also people are like, I want to see this woman's Facebook page and all that. How do people get to uh, contact, uh, contact you? How do you prefer? Is it email? Can people follow you on Facebook, uh, friend you on Facebook, on Instagram? How do we get hold of you? Um, Okay, I can just give out my WhatsApp number. <laughs> okay, fantastic. If that's okay. And tell us who you are on Facebook so we can follow you if you feel comfortable with that. So no, what's your WhatsApp? Ben. <laughs> no, Ben. 
<laughs> okay, no, it's oh, all right, all right. Okay, people who want to follow me can follow me on YouTube and subscribe on my channel. I have a YouTube channel. What? Um, yes, I do have a YouTube channel. It's about my travels, my stay in Saudi Arabia. So if anybody wants to follow me, please go on and subscribe. <laughs> I will. What's your YouTube channel? What's the name of your YouTube channel? Zoe Jamila, Z-O-E, Jamila, J-A-M-I-L-A, Zoe Jamila. Oh, that is awesome. And what's your WhatsApp? Okay, my WhatsApp number is uh, South African code plus two seven. Uh, 63063-460-3271. Please repeat again. Plus 2763-460-3271. Wow, yeah. what an incredible show. Thank you so much, Zoe. So, guys, just um, saying a quick thank you for joining us. And just a reminder that the Property Magicians, talk, uh, the Property Magicians podcast is, pon- is sponsored by the Property Magicians Stockfile. And if you want, we are on a mission to raise, uh, to invest in income generating assets that are worth 250 million rand or about 17 million US dollars by the end of 2025. Yes, by the end of 2025. So do join us on this mission. We would love to have you on board. You can join us at, uh, for the property stock file. If you are interested in investing in property, join the property stock file by going on um, petal search. If you're with Huawei, going on Play Store or iStore, searching for the Stockfella app. Stockfella is spelled S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A. And then downloading the Stockfella app, searching under groups for Property Magician Stockfell. If you are based, if you are not based in South Africa, Lesotho, Namibia, or Swaziland, you can't join the Stockfell using the app. But 50% of our members are not based there. So you can still join the stock file by going to wealthy-money.com forward slash stock file. And in this case, stock file is spelled S-T-O-K-V-E-L. Again, S-T-O-K-V-E-L, wealthy-money.com forward slash stock file. And I literally have to quickly hop off now and go to one of our free monthly masterclasses that we host for the Stockfile members. So see you guys next time. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you, Zoliswa, for coming on. It has been a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, Van. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, 
contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page, or find me on Twitter and Instagram as Vangile Makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Listening property magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as Vangile Makwakwa. Now over to my co-host.